basic information on waves forming, well, it, it basically it just comes down to one factor, and that's wind. Um, and we're, what we're looking for is wind actually blowing over the surface of the water. So that uh, wind is actually energy being transferred from the atmosphere into the ocean. Um, and the stronger the wind and the longer it blows, um, the, the greater distance, which we call the fetch, um, and the longer the duration and the wider of the duration or the, the wider the area of the winds, the larger the surf. So when you bring all those variables together, um, you know, strong wind, uh, taking, uh, blowing for a long time over a long distance, that's when you start to get uh, progressively bigger surf. So put all those factors together and when you've got, uh, you know, like I said, really strong wind blowing over a really large distance, that's when you start to get the really big waves that we see, for instance, like in the North Pacific at spots like Mavericks or Cortez Bank uh, in the wintertime. Uh, the, the primary tools that we use to forecast surf at Surfline, um, number one, what we use what are called uh, sea surface pressure charts. So that just shows uh, the various high and low pressures out in the middle of the, in, and most of the time in the, in the Pacific, either the North Pacific or the South Pacific. Uh, low pressure, or storms as they're kind of commonly known, are what generate wind. Uh, and so we're looking for really strong storms out in the middle of the ocean. Um, as far as other things, we are also using um, the Lola Swell model, um, which is um, taking those or taking those forecasted wind and kind of calculating what type of wave heights you'll see at a specific beach. So, say we've got a really strong storm in the southern hemisphere, um, and winds are aimed towards Southern California. The Lola Swell model will actually take those calculated winds and figure out how big the surf's going to be. You know, anywhere from a couple days to a couple weeks down the line. And we also use a lot of instrumentation to actually verify our data. So we use what's called the QuickScat satellite, which measures wind speeds out in the middle of the ocean so we can actually verify the wind speeds within a certain storm. And like I just alluded to, when, you know, when we see the, those stronger winds blowing over a greater distance, that's when we start to see larger and larger surf. Uh, we also have what's called a JSON satellite, and that actually measures wave heights or sea heights within a storm. So those are the main tools that we use uh, to forecast surf. We are seeing, we're seeing uh, definitely above average surf from the so uh, southwest direction right now, especially considering that it's um, November. Uh, typically we see strong swells coming out of the southern hemisphere from around March through October. And we do see a few in November, December, but th this is kind of atypical. What, what happened is we actually saw a really strong storm uh, about 1,800 miles south of Tahiti uh, that, that really kind of blew up about 8 to 10 days ago. And uh, this particular storm had 40 to 60 knot winds and sea heights in excess of 40 feet. And it basically sent out swell kind of like a shotgun blast all the way across the Pacific. So uh, Tahiti was one of the first to see this swell. They got hit on Thursday with really, really big surf. Hawaii picked up surf um, over the last couple days, so Sunday and Monday. And now Southern California is seeing the same swell, smaller, but uh, certainly the same swell. It picked up all day today um, through tomorrow and into Thursday before backing down over the second half of the week. So is Lola different from other soil models on the internet? Uh, Lola is based on the same soil model that pretty much everybody uses called WaveWatch 3, mm -hmm. which is written um, 20 or so years ago. It was used by the Navy and NOAA. And we run our own version of that, which has a couple of higher resolution areas in the eastern North Pacific and western North Atlantic. Mm -hmm. And we also do some corrections to the swell model that uh, I'm, I'm not aware of anybody else that does that where we'll take the model output, we'll compare it with current ocean conditions that we measure using satellite data, uh, buoy data, and basically any data we can get our hands on. 
and we'll use that to produce a corrected uh, WaveWatch 3 model, which is what we call Lola. Uh, Lola also has a sort of an add-on of nearshore calculations, which very few people do for large areas, where we will predict the actual breaking surf heights at beaches based on uh, bathymetry and based on user and uh, forecaster observations. So put together, Lola's not really a model, it's sort of a collection of models and a collection of algorithms to make the sort of package of the ultimate surf forecasting tool. What's the future of surf forecasting? Um, there's a couple of big things that are coming out very soon. There's actually a new version of the WaveWatch model coming out next year, which is going to give everybody the chance to do some very high resolution stuff. So that's actually going to level the playing field for a lot of our competitors and us. Um, but it also means that we'll be able to take the knowledge that we've used with our high resolution models and, and move that even further. Um, the models are also getting faster, computers are getting faster, and that makes a huge difference in the number of runs we can do per day. So instead of being able to predict every 12 hours or 6 hours, we can go down and predict every 3 or, or 1 hour. The, uh, the other major thing that we've, we've been working with and doing is sort of personalized surf forecasting, where I can pick a point anywhere in the world, uh, generate a surf forecast for it on the fly, get incoming swells, um, incoming weather, anywhere up to about two weeks out. So it's a, it's a very powerful tool and we're, we're just starting to roll some of that out.